Hello, great people. What's going on? It's your girl, Simply Bree. And if you guys are wondering, what do we have going on tonight? Well, you guys have tuned into He Said What? And He Said What is all about addressing, identifying, discussing issues within the Black and Latinx community. Um, we have our guest tonight who I will actually be bringing him on. Well, he's right here. You can see him. So, but uh, I will uh, introduce him just shortly. Um, if you guys are just now tuning into this for the first time, then you know it's a different platform from last time, from last, last season. Last time, you know, you were able to just hear us. And now you can actually see us. So please make sure that you guys are engaging in the conversation. If you have questions, please go ahead and put them in the chat box so that we can address those questions. And um, I mean, this is going to be a really, really powerful discussion. Now, without further ado, and I always mess up your name, so I'm going to think in my head, uh, we have our guest, Karev. I got it! Boom! Okay. Yes, we have our guest, Karev, this evening. How are you doing tonight? I'm doing fine. Thank you very much. That is awesome. So, as you know, I think you've been on the show a couple of times, but this is the first time that we are having a face-to-face, or actually second time we're having a face-to-face discussion. And um, I find that it's very important because there are a lot of topics that we sweep under the rug and we don't talk about it. And so that's the problem that we have in the community where by not addressing the issue, you're actually contributing towards the issue until we get to the point to find a solution. So um, Karev actually gave me the free realm to select the topics because he can just talk about any and everything. That's how he get down. So um, the topics that I selected tonight, you guys will see it appear down below in the, uh, the little box. And like I said, please make sure that you are sending your questions, your comments, and um, I guess we'll go ahead and get started. So the first topic is all about love and relationships, because we just value relationships so much. Um, so my few love and relationships within the Black and Latinx community. What do you feel is the number one issue that we are just not discussing? We're just, I don't want to talk about it, or you're just supposed to know this. What is what is the number one thing that you feel is the issue? Lack of identity. I don't believe people know who they are, and people are looking for others to heal their pain instead of them healing their own pain. Hmm. I believe that in our community, how can you, you know, people say, always say, how can you love somebody if you don't love yourself? Yeah. How can you know somebody if you don't know yourself? And right. if you don't know who you are, how can you love yourself? Period. That's, that's, that's an anomaly right now. Uh, I believe in our community, a lot of people are looking for answers and other people are looking for answers within yourself. If Christ said the kingdom of heaven is within, then we got to find heaven in here first before we look between somebody's thighs and eyes. That's what I think. Mm. Look, you come out the gate like, mm. okay, that is, I agree with you a thousand percent. And 
a lack of identity. Where does that? Where does it come from, though? Is it? Does it have something to do with the upbringing? Does it have something to do with the community that we're raised in, or what we see? All of the above. Mm. That's why people with strong households stand out from people who don't come from strong households. It don't matter if they're single parent or have both parents in the house. A strong household is just what it is. Right. But. Unfortunately, in Western society, we've been geared towards following roles and traditions that weren't our own. Mm-hmm. And we struggle with that. I mean, I've had conversations where I asked a man who looks like us, melanated. I said, how are you going to be the best white? I mean, how are you going to be the best man you are when you can't even kill the white man you want to be within you? He, mm. was very, he was very offended, but it's a real question. Right. You know, a lot of us do things that are supposed to be by the book but we don't even know the author of the book right so that's like the blind leading the blind because if you don't know if you don't have the proper resources to even identify with then you're willing to take on any image and it's not until i feel you get into a relationship sometimes where you figure out okay well what i've been duplicating is not actually the right thing. Like that's how you see a lot of people who grow up with role models, but those role models aren't positive role models. Those role models are also misguided people. And so now we have multiple misguided individuals jumping into relationships. So as a woman, as a black woman, how am I to date or court with a man who is not even aware of who he is. I got to ask you the same question, vice versa. Yes, that's true. Because I, honestly, to be real with you, I want to apologize to all black women, first and foremost, mm-hmm. because the world is yours, but you are the most disrespected member of society, which is amazing. And I, I've been reading a lot of threads on the internet lately has been pissing me off mm-hmm. and it goes to the disrespect of how I hate calling people black women. Cause you're not black first of right. all, but, but for the sake of conversation, black, I hate, I, I'm seeing a lot of trend of people disrespecting black women mm-hmm. and also women disrespecting black men. And they're people who look like us as well. And right. while, and while I, um, I had a song when I used to rap back in the day and in the, in the song, I said, in our ignorance, our oppressors, our oppressors seem righteous. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what it looks like today. Um, dating someone is a is a risk because in the Bible, there was no such thing as dating. We right. had to we had to remember that. So when we're dating people, we're sharing parts of our lives with strangers who we have to get to know. And some of these assholes are such good liars that they bring you into a reality. That's 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 masked by the heart that even your knowledge gets blocked, mm-hmm. you know, uh, for a woman to date nowadays, you have to be very careful, especially with people tracking people and right. people looking to use you instead of loving you. Mm-hmm. We've gotten to the point right now where when it comes to life, we're gambling more than we're investing in our lives. And I and I really I really am fearful for the young men and the young women that are coming up in this world. Right. And the thing about being a woman, a man of color, here's something that's very underrepresented. We all face the same struggle, but given different geography, your struggle could be more 
heavier in one area because of your ge geographic location than other places. Mm -hmm. the, ra the racism up north is different than the racism out west and down south. Mm -hmm. The the um the uses of drugs and things in different places are worse than it is in other places. Right. But here's the underlying current of it all. To date means you have to be assured of what you want and don't take no shit. Right. And when you see a red flag, run. Don't don't compromise with a red flag. You know what I'm saying? Um, one of the biggest red flags I used to get when I was dating was this: What do you bring to the table? That's the most disrespectful thing you can ask a person. Period. Right. Because if you're building a house, what the fuck is a table? Right. Yeah. Compared to a whole structure. I am the table because if I set if I set the place where you're going to be served, sit your ass down and be quiet. That's what it is. I mean, there's nothing else to be said. Right. And then if I if, if if there's a table, then it's in the house. So the structure is built. Right. So instead of me asking what I bring, do your job. Mm -hmm. A woman's job. Now I can get in trouble for this. I don't care. Oh, this about to go viral. Okay. A woman's but job. A woman's job is to add on. A man's job is to establish. That's why it's said that whenever you, whatever you give a woman, not a female or a girl, whatever you give a woman, God will give her the authority to multiply your, your, your worth. So you heard the sayings, you give a woman a house, she give you a home. You give her meat, she make you a meal. She, you give a sperm, she give you a child, you know, because she's the great multiplier and add on. And that's the one part of God that we sleep on is yeah. that we always say God gives blessings. Well, the first blessing you get is connection with somebody who you're complimentary with, not mm -hmm. opposite. Opposite sex is evil. That's rape culture, if y'all didn't know that. But if you are a man and you're looking for a mate, you're looking for someone who will add on to your dream. Women want flowers, men want loyalty. And being loyal to his dream means he will build with you rather than build around you. And that's something oh. that us not knowing ourselves, we have to get in tune with. And that's what we're missing in a lot of the love and relationships we're trying to establish. Uh -huh. Yeah. Is there still loyalty in relationships nowadays? Hell yeah. Yeah. Okay. People are loyal to sex. So obviously somebody's getting something somewhere. Now you're saying that we're loyal to each other. Right. Yes. That's the biggest gamble. Yeah. How many people have you dated? Brie, look, you're an attractive lady. Let me tell you something. You got it. Now check this out. How many people down try to date you? Or you like them and they said, you too good for me. That's the story of my life. You know what that means? What? I'm inadequate for you. So instead of hurting you, I'd rather leave you alone. Mm -hmm. That's one. Here's the second. I ain't shit. But guess what? I don't want to be better. So right. I have to leave you alone. Yeah. Here's the third and most important thing. It's not that I'm not good enough. It's not that I don't want to be good enough. God gave you a light. The light overshadows the dark. Mm -hmm. Because I'm not man enough to commit and submit to be better. I have to walk away because you're going to destroy me. Ooh. Mm. So let's just be honest. What else is there to say? Right. Is, there, is, is loyalty still there? Hell yeah. Yeah. It is. And in today's society where you got to get a shot to keep a job or people can't pay their rent, people are committed to surviving. Yeah. But the one thing we, we sleep on, a DMX said this, rest in peace. 
everybody wants to be loved and everybody wants to be somebody's baby, which yeah. means everybody wants to be held sometime. Everybody wants to be coddled and cuddled and be under them covers when it's cold. Everybody wants that at some time. But the thing is, you have to know the influences that people are working under mm-hmm. or over to get to you. And that's mm-hmm. the most important thing. Right. Ah, uh, listen, did y'all hear that? If you didn't hear that, go ahead and rewind this clip when the show is over. And it's at the 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 two the 12 minute mark and listen to it again because that is that is so powerful and it's so accurate. I'm gonna ask you this because me and my sister always talk about these guys that we come across here in Georgia. And the thing that we seem to have so much in common with is how men are intimidated. They're intimidated by a woman who is successful, by a woman who has her own. And instead of looking at that as a plus, it's viewed as a negative. Like, I can't compete with you. Why is it that some men feel the need to compete with a woman instead of looking at her as their other half and moving together as a team? That's a threefold problem in our communities. The threefold problem is this. For one, we have a society that took the manhood out of the man. Mm-hmm. Do you understand what that means? Yeah. yeah. Because if a man is supposed to provide and you have a school system or a societal system that takes the power of the man away, then, yeah, he's going to have to play catch up. And that catch up even will have him feel like he has to be the provider because that's what the man is. Right. That's the first problem with that. The second problem is insecurity. Mm-hmm. Uh, we always talk about women's insecurities. A woman has insecure about her looks in society, especially with the Instagram model. Right. Right. The mm-hmm. women are insecure about that. Women are secure about uh, money or, you know, because everybody's vain in American society. Shoes, dresses, keeping up with the Joneses. Who right. has the better man or whose man is as good as the other ones, right? Mm-hmm. Here's the most important problem that I see when it comes to men and women relationships. A man doesn't know his place and a woman doesn't know her place. Mm-hmm. That's the bottom line. As a man, I was taught as a man, and I was taught this later in life, but I was taught as a man, you never chase the woman because the woman that you chase is the woman you're going to work for until she wants to chase somebody else. Mm. Then as a woman from oh, another woman, I was taught about the man who loves the littlest things about you will love the biggest things about you. That's this Bible scripture. Those who are faithful over little will be faithful over much. Mm-hmm. So if a man can't compliment you, say, babe, I love your nose. How can he love your face? Cause he has to get to your nose to understand your smile. You right. see what I'm saying? Yeah. And then another thing is like, cause I refer to the Bible a lot, <clears throat> but here's another thing. Hey, Bree, when did Adam ask God for a wife? When he was alone, I, I when he was lonely, he never asked for one. Oh, okay. God said it is not good for the man to be alone. Okay. So he created a compliment to his to his his character mm-hmm. and his species, as it said. So as men, especially on our side, because that's what I could talk to the most. Right. If a man doesn't know his purpose or know his duty as a man, how can he attract the right woman? And right. if a man is not in his right mind, how can his woman lead him to his to his prosperity? And right. on top of that, if the man is not in order, how could the woman be in order as well? 
right. a big problem with our societies. Black men have been destroyed through the COINTELPROS, the Herbert Hoovers, the um, the Pact of 1865, the the fact that we needed the Civil Rights Act, the Trail of Tears, economic slavery, imposed indentured ship, mm-hmm. the war on drugs, on and on and on and on to the point where if he doesn't have his identity to know his purpose, how can he sufficiently be that which he's called to be? And if a man gives you your job and God gives you your work, if you're not in tune with the spirit, how can you understand the work that needs to be done? That's all I'm saying. Right. Sorry, listen, 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 listen. You're not about to sit here and have me an hour into the show on the same subject. Like, okay, so what we going to do, because... <laughs> I told you we was going to end up running through all these topics. Um, what, what we're going to do is we are going to actually go into the next topic. But this topic, I mean, we can stay on this topic forever. Um, for those of you who are watching, you guys are tuned into He Said What with myself, Simply Bree, and we have Karev, our guest for the evening. We are talking about love and relationships right now. If you are listening and you want to watch the show live in the future, make sure you go to YouTube, look for He Said What Network, and tune in. Get Put your comments, put your questions that you have for my guests down in the box, and we can get it popping because, as you see, he's he's ready. So social influences. Okay. okay. When it comes to, like you said, um, a lack of self-identity, this pours over from social influences, I feel, as well, because I feel like a lot of people, like you said, are lost. They don't know who they are. So they tend to gravitate towards things that they see some type of resemblance in. And a lot of the times what we see on social media is not even real. So why do you think a lot of us get caught up in what's popular, what's trending when it comes to relationships, when it comes to our style, when it comes to the way that we even talk to one another why are we so wrapped up in the trending culture because mob rules Mm. and the mob is the money and money influences everything why does a young man wants to be a drug dealer because the drug dealer outside had all the flyest curls had the flyest clothes had the nice everything so you want to be that where when you see people go to school they're struggling right yeah what's the biggest social influence we got money right it's money and the funny thing is did you ever do you ever study the slavery of money? No. So it says that we're not supposed to bow down to any image that God made, but a tree, a piece of a bush, which we call money, has more power over you than the God that you believe in. Think right. about that. So when we when we think about the as a man, I'm talking about, I don't know. I mean, you gotta teach me about more women's characteristics and things of life, but I tell you, as a man, I'm gonna tell you something. When I was young, I wanted to be Big Daddy Kane. When I was young, I wanted to be Ice Cube. When I was young, I wanted to be my brother. I never wanted to know who I was because right. of the things that I went through. And a lot of the things that I went to was through social influences that people taught other folks what a guy should be. And I didn't match up to that. So then right. I had to figure out what did they like and can I be that instead of understanding me myself. You are right. You know what I'm saying? So even on a on a lady side of it, if someone says you have to dress this way to attract a guy, of course, you're too thick. Or too fat, or you are fat and you're not. You know right. what I'm saying? Um, we have so many instances of people who don't know what true love is, which is saying no rather than saying okay, I will. Mm-hmm. 
remember the first word you ever learn is no and that's the most powerful word in your dictionary vocabulary period because when a child tells you no you get offended right right but then the child knows they have power as soon as they say no because of your reaction right and just to say away it's a blessing when god does not give you things that harm you it's a blessing for you when you turn folks away who will hurt you right even even yourself yeah tell yourself know it sometimes so that's what we got to do to social influences i believe do you think that we tell people no enough Mm -mm, nope and why is that because we have we're not knowing yourself we have a desire to be liked loved or wanted right our bible says prove a friend but even when you say little kids everybody's their friend yeah, every, they love everybody. <laughs> exactly. So, I mean, our people are naturally geared to us loving each other. When right. Christopher Columbus first came on this shore, 1492, he wrote back to the Spaniards that the people of this country were Negroes, first of all, mm-hmm. brown skin, and that they had they had loving spirits and were willing to share and teach the, the, um, the riches of the land. He said, they're so loving, it doesn't take an army to take them over. Just give me 50 men. So before the influence of colonialism, love and relationships and society was all together. We didn't have the competition spirit of Reaganomics or things of that nature. We had a, it takes a village to raise a child mentality. And now that the villages have been destroyed Mm -hmm. because everybody's personal village is now one of these. Mm Yeah. Yeah we don't we we lost a lot of that a lot of that love and so now the influence is what you eat what you wear what you listen to how you watch things how you vibe even your close quarters so you know we suffer from that listen i don't listen i need y'all to put some comments i need y'all to let us know what you guys think about what is being said because he is spitting the gems he is spitting the facts and um, it, and it's important that we are having this conversation because a lot of the times we're just moving through life. We're not actually trying to understand. We're not trying to have these type of conversations. We are just here so that we don't get fined. Okay. That's just what it is. So social influence can have a great impact on how you feel about yourself. What are some things that we can do to strengthen our self-esteem, strengthen our knowledge, strengthen the way that we even communicate with one another. Bring back the 90s mentality of Mm. brotherhood. Because if you remember in the 90s, a different world was out. Mm -hmm. And when a different world was out, college was important to the Black community, the Latin community. The Cosby show was the number one show. And whether he was touching people or not, the influence of the show so Black family. Yeah. Um, we had a lot of, we had a lot of people throwing stigmas about people of color in the, in the, in the nation. And we defied those things. Mm-hmm. Um, Martin, one of my favorite shows of all time showed black colleges. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Yeah. We, 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 we had those type of influences. The sad part about where we are is that we're so we want to be entertained so much that we forget the entertainment is the chain that keeps us enslaved. Mm. You, you see what I'm saying? Yeah. So while everybody's watching power and BMF and no disrespect to them, mm-hmm. we don't have a balance of shows about doctors, right. lawyers, black superheroes, Latin superheroes, 
that don't have to fight with powers, but fight with education. Right. You know what I'm saying? We, we have, we need those influences and make and, and hold those things at standard yeah. instead of making them the byproduct of something that's outrageously irregular when that's actually regular life. Right. Facts. So Kendra says, when you know who you are, you do not mind saying no because you understand God promised you the best. And if God give you, if God give you the best, you will say yes. Trust God for the yes. I agree, but the but the problem I have with that is this: most of us don't even know the first commandment in the Bible, and want God to, and, and want God to fix everything for us when He never said He would. The first commandment of the Bible was to be fruitful, multiply, fulfill, um, populate the earth, and resubdue it. Mm-hmm. Resubdue means take it back, mm-hmm. so then the world is yours. Right. So yes, God will bring it to you, but first you got to make the reality for Him to open those doors to you. Mm. Remember, if the kingdom of heaven is within, bring God out of you and let him bring whatever he has to add unto you to you. From the book of Hosea, it also said God told Israel, do what I told you to do and see if I don't bless you. I dare you to be righteous and see what you get. Mm -hmm. You had to make the righteousness. So the Kendra, shout out to you for knowing that. And I wish you the best and you get your blessings abundantly. Yes, Kendra. That's my sister right there. Yes. So. Um, for those who are just tuning in, we are talking about social influences. I am your girl, Simply Bree. We have our guest tonight, Karev, and he is spitting the gems. Um, definitely feel free to engage with us. Join the conversation. Let us know what you think. If you have questions, definitely put it in the comment box, and we will pop it up on the screen, and um, we will definitely discuss it. In just a few minutes, we are going to take a commercial break, so you guys definitely stay where you are. Um, And as you can see tonight, we are talking about social influences. Now, I know you said that, um, you know, one way to get to appreciating yourself and to building your self-esteem and just the way that you look at life is to go back to the 90s. How does the way that we view our current activities, the way that we view our culture and society now, how do you think it was different back during the times when our parents were in our shoes. They were the ones that was um, taking care of the families. You had double, fa- well, I won't say double family, but you had two um, parent households. You had parents that were involved in their child's education. How how do you think the way life was then versus the way life is now impacted our, our the way that we think? in the way that we maneuver currently. Today's situation is governed by knowledge because mm-hmm. everything's freely given. Yeah. When we were in the nineties, you still had to go to the library to do the card catalog to find books. Yes. So a big difference from our parents yes. to the nineties generations children, which was generation X, I believe. Mm-hmm. We were the generation that pushed the boundaries against society because we were the beginning of the change of thought. Mm-hmm. For those of you who are in spiritually in tune, Generation X was the beginning of the prophecy of the turn of the world. Mm-hmm. We were the generation that said, I don't give a damn what you say. I'm going to find my own way. Right. Our parents didn't grow up like that. Right. Our a lot of our parents who um of, of children who found themselves in the 90s were born in the 50s, 60s, some of them even the 40s. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Maybe even in the 70s. Mm-hmm. So they went through civil rights, struggle, identity. And one of the biggest things that affected our community that people don't talk about was the fall of the church because the church was the central avenue in which people met. Around that time, you had the Black Panthers, you had the Nation of Islam, and the church went in like this, and it split. Mm -hmm. So the community went from let's get back to being a collective Mm -hmm. into the war of drugs, which was a war in the Black community, to people getting fed up and saying, we are people that comes from somewhere. And that's when the back to Africa movement started. So people start getting conscience. That's when you start seeing people sh- preaching on the corner and stuff. Mm-hmm. Today, you don't need that. All you need is a phone. That's it. And our children today don't know the struggles of, like I said, having to research when everything's at their fingertips. Yeah. I think the only difference between us and them is while they may know the knowledge, they don't have the wisdom or understanding to apply the knowledge. Right. Well, we had to struggle more. Ladies and gentlemen, just remember this about life. Everybody focuses on the goal, but we don't focus on the journey. Mm-hmm. And a and a man and woman is made by the scars that they accumulate on their journey. That's what mm-hmm. makes the goal much sweeter. Right. So a lot of a lot of today's people are actually looking at the goal. They're looking at the goal, but they don't know the struggle that comes with it. How it got there. Yes. All right. Listen, you guys, keep it locked. Uh, you are tuned into the he said what? With your girls, Simply Bree and our guest, Karev. We're going to go ahead and take a quick commercial break. Stay tuned. Make sure you're subscribing, commenting, and sharing this video with someone else that you feel can actually use the gems. We'll be right back. Where you get your hip hop from? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's up? This tribal trigger trench in the building. You already know. Nip, 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 nip. Naughty. Hey. Redman is in the building, of course. Jersey's finest, all about them bars, marijuana smoker. Hey, PSA announcement. I need everybody go support. That's right, support my fucking state, my city. Heritage Hip Hop, a New Jersey media source that celebrates New Jersey hip hop worldwide. Facts. Please subscribe to Heritage Hip Hop on social media. That is Heritage Hip Hop on social media. What up, y'all, man? It's your boy Do It All, Duke Craig Kelly, right here on Heritage Hip Hop, man. Look, man, let me tell you something. Make sure you support Heritage Hip Hop, because without these brothers bringing you hip hop, we're not going to stay informed, man, the way that we need to stay informed, man. And they're not just giving you hip hop, man. They're giving you the heritage of hip hop right here, man. Yo, Karev, I see you. Heritage Hip Hop, man. Let's do it. It ain't nothing like Heritage Hip Hop. Awesome. Yes. So you guys are back. We are back and we are definitely enjoying this conversation. We are talking about, um, we've spoken on love and relationships. Uh, We've tap danced on social influences. And um, I mean, we have plenty of other topics to come up. Right now, uh, it's me, Simply Bray, and we have Karev right here next to me. And Crime and culture. That is definitely something that I feel like we need to focus on because it happens far too often. 
And the first thing that you hear when it's uh, crime and it involves someone of color is, oh, well, I mean, you see black on black crime all the time. Like, what's the difference? So I'm going to ask you, what is the difference when it comes to crimes that are committed against someone of color versus the crimes that are committed between one another? Nothing. Because there's no such thing as black on black crime. Okay. Sorry, everybody. That's what you believe in. You've been duped. <laughs> hey, Bree, I'm going yes. I'm I'm, I'm, I'm to teach you something while talking about crime. Okay. We use labels like black men, white men, white women, black women, right? Mm-hmm. When was the first time a white man was made? I have no idea. I ain't going to see a headline. 1865. There was no such thing as white people in this country until then, and immigration forced it. So when somebody says something about white and black, you're playing into a narrative. Crime is crime. Yes. Murder is murder. I don't care if they look like you or go anywhere else and it's another person. It's evil. Either way we look at it. Crime is crime. Is there a disappropriation of crime based on demographics and stuff? Of course, because poverty breeds crime. Right. We, We live in a country that was established on a crime. So the culture of crime is the existence of this country as we know it today before when it was called turtle island it wasn't what it is now when it came into 13 colonies in a subsidiary of england into america mm-hmm. yes a crime committed was committed the crime of colonialism mm-hmm. the crime that led to the trail of tears the crime that led to jim crow the crime that led to people's lands being stolen people's names being taken etc 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 the end mm-hmm. or the continuance today so the culture of crime is what America is based on. Think right. about this. One of the number one shows is Law and Order, which is about crime. Right. <laughs> so in first 48. So crime is a part of American culture. Mm-hmm. Now the thing is, how do we get away from it? Well, you have to re you have to rearrange the, the laws and the, and, the, and the ways of the land. Mm-hmm. People get on people of color based on crime and stuff, but think about this. Those are stories told of people who don't have. Right. Yeah. Agree. Yeah. If my lady or my kids or somebody didn't have and I couldn't find a job or I had my freedom taken away unjustly and I couldn't work and all I could do is steal some food from a supermarket, I'm going to steal some food from a supermarket. Right. Now, I don't believe in killing people and stuff like that. I don't believe in that. But f- people have gone people have gotten life in jail for theft of taking care of their family. We have women going to jail for lying on an application of where they live to send their kids to better schools. Listen, that's a crime to them, but that is the culture of America. Yeah. Mm. So, I mean, when you put it that way, yes, it makes sense. Definitely. Uh, Especially if you're living in a a poverty uh, stricken area where it's all about survival, like, if it's taking care of your family or committing a crime, then yes, I think everyone is going to commit that crime if your family means anything to you. Now, when we have the crimes, the domestic abuse, um, when you have the kidnappers with the sex trafficking um, and the organ harvesting, uh, I, I don't feel like any of those crimes are really any different because at the end of the day, something is being done against someone's will. And, um, you know, it, it's just, it's not fair. It's not right. But at the end of the day, also, 
you never know what the full story is. You know, when you like you, you always hear people say there's two sides to every story. You can be in a relationship with someone who is domestically, uh, there's three sides. It's that side, your side, and it's the truth. Okay. <laughs> you can be in a domestic relationship and, you know, this person has just been beating on you. And it can be a woman. It can be a man. It doesn't matter. The person is beating on you constantly on a daily basis and you turn around and you kill them in self-defense. Now you're the criminal. So do you feel like when it comes to the laws, or let me ask you, how do you feel when it comes to the laws? Are they set up against a certain um, set of people or even a certain region? Um, or is it looked at as a crime is a crime and you break it, you pay the consequences? All of the above. Uh, we, live in a, we live in a country where the system was designed to take people of color out. I mean, think about this. I'm going to tell you how crazy it is. It's deeper than that to me because we live in a country where our our actual cultural identity was erased right before our eyes and we accepted it. Mm-hmm. So when it comes to the law, they say ignorance of the law is no excuse. There's 50 states, which means there are 50 countries mm-hmm. under a united front of America. So in Georgia, y'all have certain laws that don't stand in New Jersey, mm-hmm. but in New Jersey, it's the same thing. It's, 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 it's all of the above for the simple fact there's places all over this country where as a, if you are a man or woman of color, you're already behind the eight ball. Mm-hmm. You have young women sleeping in their beds, getting shot by police. You have a young lady who was shot and killed 14 year old in Los Angeles. The bullet went through a dressing room or something. And she died in her mom's arms and all because a person was committing a crime in a, in a, in a, in a <laughs> ethnic area. Let's just put it like that. Mm-hmm. And the cops feel they had the freedom to shoot. Look at Deontay Wright and George Floyd. And look at um, the many stories we have of people who, because of their complexion, I'm not going to say race because none of us are running anywhere or winning. Right. So because of our complexion, people have an issue with who you are. Hey, Bree, let me tell you something about the law and how stupid people are when it comes to perception and law. I'm a a preschool teacher, right? Mm -hmm. And I work at one of my jobs. And a woman was talking to me about Joe Biden and Donald Trump and the vaccine, et cetera, et cetera. And I don't mind talking to you. But when you say something stupid, I got to fall back. And she said, you're a preschool teacher? I said, yes. She said, do y'all teach critical race theory? I was like, critical race theory? I teach three, four, and five-year-olds. Critical race theory? She's like, yeah, I'm totally against critical race theory. I think they should be taught in school. I said, okay, let me ask you a question, miss. Have you seen a critical race theory book? She said, no. I said, do you know what the curriculum is to a a critical race theory class? She said, no. I said, did you know critical race theory is a college course that you're going to be taking your final two years of college? She said, no. I said, then why the fuck are we talking about this? And that's America's problem right there. Because that's the crime. That's the big crime right there. That our miseducation, non-educated, and prejudiced people are in control of what people think. And that causes the crime of ignorance that's forced upon people in this country. And that's why a lot of folks don't get together to fight the real evils. Instead, we're fighting each other. Right. Yes. Mm. That was, I know you was like, I know she kidding. 
So Kendra says, um, I believe parents back then had fundamental expectations of the child. Respect God, thyself, thy neighbor, the home, the school, and the community. The children then understood the expectations. True. And it also led to brainwashing as well. Because I grew up in a family where the teacher was right. And my teachers treated me like shit. So guess who was always wrong? Yeah. Me. But I was the person getting abused outside of my home, being taught the right thing. Right. Yeah. Nah. And that's 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 what's changed. Like I said, um, a lot of our children now have the knowledge to know what's wrong. They just don't have the wisdom or understanding to go with it. When a lot of our parents had wisdom, maybe some understanding, but they didn't have the knowledge of what was actually was going on. Right. So do you think what is taught in schools? Um, are we applying the lessons that were taught in schools um, to our personal lives, or is it something that it's just it's, it's flying under the radar and parents are not paying attention to what is actually being put out there. Wow. This is a loaded question. So I'm going to shoot from the hip. Okay. Everybody's uneducated in this country. Okay. I don't give a damn what kind of degree you got. Yeah. How many of us went to school where they taught us how to live rather than how to regurgitate shit from a book? Yeah. How many of us went to school where they taught us how to study, not what to study? Right. I went to a school where I didn't have home economics. I didn't have taxes. I didn't have generational wealth. I didn't have anything about living. I was just giving courses to get grades in. Right. And not not teaching us the understanding of how our grades mean nothing. It's the understanding of the subject that mattered the most. Right. Yeah. So... I'm going to ask you this, because like this is the problem when it comes to education. Mm-hmm. We have 50 states. Mm-hmm. On average, let's just say each state had three different schools of thought. Mm-hmm. That's 150 different forms of education. Where yeah. do they where do they all meet in the middle? They don't. They don't. Because it's Cause so can, many different views. You have public school, private school, and I'm not even breaking all that down. Yeah. Charter school. I'm not even breaking all that down. And then you have your state mandated um, standards of education. Curriculum. Yep. And then, nah, that's different than curriculum. Oh. Because curriculum is something different. And your your curricula is how it's being taught. But then again, how many people, how many parents know parents' rights in the classroom to know that if you do not know your child's curriculum, you cannot effectively help or aid their education because the teachers say they're failing, but you don't know how to teach them. Right, exactly. And now the teachers are mad because they don't know how to teach. Right. And so how do you how do you deal with, because this, I learned this when I was in North Carolina, <clears throat> a lot of even the kindergarten, uh, not even kindergarten, like the daycares are frowned upon and they are discouraged from teaching the younger children who are not necessarily prepared for school how to read, how to write their ABCs and all of that. Because then what they say is by the time they get into school, they're going to be bored because they're too advanced. They know all of it. So they frown upon daycares from teaching the kids. And then, and if anything, you can actually be fined. And this was from a daycare teacher that my son actually attended. Because I would wonder, well, why are you not teaching him how to write his name? 
or how to identify fruits and colors and things like that. The daycares are designed to specifically just allow your child to come in, be a child, run free. It's just recess. That is, that's it. They're not supposed to go and actually learn. And so that pours over into the education of this child when they get to school and now they're dumb as a, a bag of rocks and they're behind. So for you, as, a, as someone in the uh, education system, how does that affect the way that parents interact with their child when it comes to what they're being taught in school? Because like you said, if the parent cannot understand what their child is being taught or even know what their child is being taught, how do we reinforce or even encourage them when they're stuck? or when they are stressed out, or when they just don't feel motivated, when we can't even help them. This is my problem with education. We're not really teaching our children. That's the problem. Mm-hmm. Um, you got to remember, wow, you, you, wow, we got to go back. Okay. So a lot of the daycare education that we're getting is called Head Start. Yes. Head Start came out of the Black Panthers movement. That's why everybody wants to get rid of it because of the racial thing of somebody black doing something and doing it right for the community. Free lunch, free breakfast, getting a head start to get ready for kindergarten and school. And because it was started by the Panthers, other states have been voting to outlaw it and get rid of it. Mm-hmm. The children were coming in ready to learn at a higher level because they would wait and go to school and people wouldn't teach them anything anyway. Mm-hmm. So education right there is a problem when it comes to how we're structuring what they should learn and how they should learn. Right. But even before the Black Panther Party, American system education was 12th grade was the highest education you needed. Mm -hmm. Because of the baby boomers and everybody having sex in cars and having kids, uh, people in Senate said that we have to make a new babysitter for these kids that there's too many children being born. Baby boomers, remember? Right. So instead of high school being the um the end of it, they needed a four-year babysitter, and that was called college. Yes. So if college was made not to put you in a field, it was made to babysit you because there was too many kids to fill too many positions and they have enough jobs. That's a mm-hmm. problem. Yeah, yeah. We have in our country, good studies, but horrible training to give great education. Mm-hmm. Like, let me give it to you like this, for instance. When you were in school, a lot of the times you heard, why am I learning this? I'm not going to use this. Right. One of those classes people said that in was algebra. Yeah. But if you think about it, use algebra all the time to divide the money out your paycheck to change, pay your yeah. bills. Ah. Get them hours, check them hours, uh, exactly. that time card and vacation time. And people yeah. took ge- people took geometry, not mm-hmm. knowing that's the subject that helps people decorate their houses and put mm-hmm. things in order, mm-hmm. right? Or history, you damn sure don't know your history. That's why we got the crap going on in society today. They keep running the same game on us all the time, right? So things were there, we just didn't effectively know how to use them. So. Is education in our country equal? Hell no, because people right. are still fighting for books. I once worked at a school that didn't have books. Think about that. 
So, no, it's not equal. Is it adequate? I don't know that perchance for everybody, but I will tell you this. My education was very substandard, and if it wasn't for my brother and me finding out things on my own, there's a lot of stuff I would never have known, and there's a lot of things people can say to trip you up that if you have a good education or you know a good deal of life, you could catch people in their lives from the door, and that's what I urge everybody. Take control of your education and your children's education. Don't yeah. send your children to school relying on the teacher to teach them because if the teacher damn sure don't know and you don't know your, your child, child is not gonna know right so that actually that that brings us to um the next topic which is upbringing within households um a lot of the times these households have just one parent and when you have one parent working a full-time job sometimes a full-time job plus another job to take care of this family they fall behind on their child's education. So what can we do as a community uh, when it comes to raising these children or even just looking out for one another so that we all aren't falling behind? Shout out to Planned Parenthood and Margaret Sanger because this is what they did to destroy the community. The man was taken out of the household so people could get Section 8 benefits mm -hmm. because of that. I'm not saying that every man was righteous, but it did help to, to, to further this process. And the upbringing with the households is being geared from family, love, society, building the commitment to who can survive their parents' trauma. And that's the hardest part of being a kid today. Because yeah. parents, the grandmothers look just as good as the mothers. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Ain't no big mamas no more. You know what nah, I'm saying? That's Nana. That's, that's, that's and it. And, and everybody going to the club at the same time almost it looked like. Yeah. I just saw that thing with the five generations on oh, TikTok yeah. and all that. With it, and yeah. it's like, it's like, wow, like just the age difference right there should be alarming to us. Yeah. It's funny because every problem that we talk about in our country starts from the household. Yes. It's like we talk about racism, right? Mm -hmm. but your competition knows that there's a disparity and they teach their children how to use the disparity to their advantage. Mm -hmm. For everybody who doesn't understand racism, white supremacy says that the world is theirs and we must protect the white woman so we can always procreate and make white babies. Mm -hmm. And our household is you got to be better or just as equal as everybody else, but we're taught to love everybody. Right, yeah. So the household is the chamber or the womb or where the mind is birthed. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So if we don't take care of that womb, we're going to destroy not only ourselves, but the communities that we live in. And mind you, everybody does not have a good household. It's, it, I mean, whatever. Or everybody does not have that Cosby show household when I say mm -hmm. good or whatever, you know, yeah. but we still had the community that would help. Right. Even the hardest drug dealers and thug dudes I know always had that one lady who would like nurse their wounds and be like, come in here and sleep. I know what's going on out there. I don't want nothing to happen to you. We still have people who looked out. You know what I'm saying? Right. right. And and that is the is the respect of the community that I think is missing when we talk about upbringing the household or the upbringing itself. Love, compassion, unity, uh, well-wishing, faithfulness, right. spirituality. Instead, it's I'll take care of myself and I'm popping. That's it. Or, or I don't need no man because I can do this on my own. Or I don't need no woman because I got a right hand at McDonald's. <laughs> you know, I've heard it all. You see what I'm saying? And with that, we're you're missing the most important thing that God gave us, which is complementary relationships. And like I said, man, <sighs> that's loaded, but 
Yeah. The first thing that we upbringing and the upbringing of the whole is this. Please stop calling each other the opposite sex. Mm -hmm. Because when you oppose, you fight. Right. When you compliment, you build. And a lot of us have been taught to destroy ourselves and each other. And that's why it's so hard for us to find complimentary repairs to our lives and our ideas. You better come through, sir. You better listen. Okay. Okay. I appreciate that. Um, I hope you guys are definitely making your notes. I know I am. And um, please, 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 at the end of the show, you guys, make sure that you follow Karev and support what he has going on here. Tish Hip Hop, he is doing this for you guys. He's doing it for the community. He's doing it for the culture, okay? Yes, yes, Heritage Hip Hop. Um, a lot of households um, experience unfortunate uh, situations such as molestation, such as rape within families. And when, as an adult, you confront, or I won't even say confront, but when you actually expose what has happened and you have those talks with your, usually it's with your mom, um, a lot of the times they don't want to believe it. Um, they want to deny it. They're, they're, you know, it just didn't happen. Um, and that plays a big role on someone as even an adult. So are there any tips that you can give us or anything that you can help us be more aware of when it comes to paying attention to our children and those who are around, even in these households. Look at your children's demeanor for one. If, um, that's trauma and that's very traumatic, you know, um, look at your children's um, demeanor. If you want to send a child somewhere and they say, no, they don't want to go. And they really say like, no, they want to go. Please, Please ask them why and have that conversation with them yeah. and be open minded. A lot of people, like I said, do trauma. There's a lot of a lot of situations that I've heard of and I do not know everybody's story and I'm not an authority on this. So please forgive me if I say something that's offensive. Mm -hmm. But a lot of the people who I know who have gone through things like that, it was with a family friend mm -hmm. or someone in the family that was babysitting or it was like a, a sleepover or something like that that I have heard of. Mm -hmm. It's a damn shame. What is it like? One in every four black women has faced molestation. If not one in the in household. Yeah, yeah. And I, and like, like I said, that is like disgusting. Yeah. And I believe anybody who does that should be prosecuted to the highest of the law. You mm -hmm. know, you don't hurt babies. You know what I'm saying? Right. Um, your child's um, you you will notice if you love and pay attention to your children and mood swings. And things like that just please pay attention to those things and one thing i will say stop trying to live your life and not include your children in your life mm -hmm. please spend time with your babies talk to them and do things with them because a life lived is better than a life experienced yeah yeah you can experience anything but when you live your life you enjoy your life please mm -hmm. share that with them yes definitely so i hope you guys heard that i'm gonna give you an extra topic just because i just demanding respect Mm -hmm. What's the difference? Or I won't even say what's the difference. So you know the whole saying, you have to give respect to get respect. How do you feel about that that saying, that model, that quote? I believe it. Okay. Go in the rule. Love the most high with all your heart, mind, body, soul, resources, etc. And treat your fellow man like you treat yourself. So if you want respect, be respectful. Mm -hmm. But the one thing about respect you don't have to go through, don't mm -hmm. take backhanded compliments and don't let people joke and say unnecessary shit because that's how they feel about you. That's not respectful. Right. 
So being respectful and demanding respect is this. Don't get subject to anybody's BS. Mm -hmm. Don't look for the hookup. Look to do the right thing. Know your morality and keep to your code. And more more importantly, treat everyone as an equal. I don't care if a person's rich or a person's poor. They're a person nonetheless. And that's the biggest respect you always you should always give because that's the best respect to ever get is no matter how a person looks at you from any level, they respect you and they don't challenge that respect. Right. So what does respect look like in a form of a, let's say a business relationship versus a personal relationship? A business relationship cares about what you think so they can make moves. Mm-hmm. A personal relationship is respect so that not only do you make moves, but you work can make moves together for the long term. Which is life term, not right. goal term. <laughs> he said, "Life, life, forever, not just until you accomplish whatever it is that you want to get done." Have you ever been in a situation where you felt like someone didn't respect what it is that you do? They didn't respect your your business. They didn't respect your craft. Always. How do you handle it? I leave them the hell alone and keep doing what I got to do. That's the best thing you can do. Keep trucking. Because if you feed that energy, then, I mean, you're giving them them your energy. Why? Like, you're giving them that time, and that's taken away from what it is that you got going on. Um, I feel like everybody, I'm very optimistic, um, but I'm also not naive. And I feel like, you know, everybody's not going to respect what you do. Everybody is not going to um, compliment what it is that you got going on. And that's okay because it's not meant for everyone. Um, I feel like it's meant for those that can, it can resonate with. It's meant for those who can take something from it as a, either a, a learning point or even a lesson itself. Um, and, you know, people just aren't going to respect you just because you are a human being. That's just, and guess what? Your family, your family's not going to respect you just because they're family. Sometimes, those can be some of the biggest people and you know that disrespect you. Um Daryl says it's not a sprint, it's a marathon. Amen. Mm, okay, Daryl, come through with it. Um, so yeah, so that's that's just my take on respect. Um, you know, and, and if you don't respect yourself, how can you expect other people to respect you? Um, Hello. That's the biggest thing right there. Like, if you are disrespecting yourself, if you're not carrying yourself with pride and integrity, and then someone disrespects it, you can't look at them crazy. Because they're going to say, I mean, well, sis, you're doing it to yourself. Um, What do you feel is the number one form of disrespect in relationships between men and women? Contentment. Mm. Because if you give up your peace to make somebody else happy and it doesn't reciprocate it and you're there just to be there, you disrespected yourself. You disrespected God first, but you disrespected right. yourself right afterwards. Yeah, yeah, I I definitely agree. Okay, I got one more question for you because we're getting ready to wrap things up. I really don't want to, but I feel like this is definitely not. We're, we're going to go even further. Is that possible? Yep. Can we rebuild Black Wall Street? Yep. Okay, and how? NFTs are rebuilding Black Wall Street. Cryptocurrencies rebuilding Black Wall Street. Black Wall Street has been built many times. Mm-hmm. The problem is either we give the blueprint to somebody else or they bomb it and destroy it with laws. Mm, okay. Okay. I um I always I always I always think about that. Um because I look at 
you see black businesses um, within our community, or you just see people like us with our own establishments and we're trying to grow, we're trying to be successful and someone always wants a handout. Someone always wants a discount or they don't like what you got going on. So they destroy it. Um, So it's like, at what point will we ever get to an area of comfort where you can invest your money or you can invest your time or you can invest your energy into something and not have to, fear or worry about it being destroyed by someone that looks just like you. Everybody in every, um, everybody in every nation faces that crisis. So that's not, that's not to us only, you know, the thing that we highlight about it is remember poverty. Mm -hmm. Everybody has the same hustle because everybody's hit with the same situation. Right. Here's the thing I want everybody to remember when it comes to the hustle and the struggle. Okay. This beautiful young lady on the screen right here, and I do the same thing, media. Yeah. But we don't do the same thing. Right. <laughs> See? So when we get that frame of thinking out the way, yeah. we have already built Black Wall Street. Yeah. Hey, Brie, let me ask you a question. Did you know that Burger King, McDonald's, KFC, Popeye's, Checkers, Arby's, whatever, do you know they all have a conference at the beginning or the end of the year, and they know, and they tell each other what they're going to do at the um, beginning of the next year with their menu? No! Okay, so you know how we have conventions? Yes. So do they. All right, so you, it was, you didn't find it weird that Pepsi and Coca-Cola had commercials together after a while? Right, yeah. And they, own, yeah. And they, and they basically own damn near everything? Right. Yeah, because they're in business together. So if they could get together and talk, why can't we? Right. They have conferences when they get together and talk about how they're going to poison the people. Hey, Taco Bell got greasy, greasy, the greaseless fried chicken. Look, I mean, they know what's going to happen. Did yeah. we not see the great Popeye chicken crisis when Arby's and everybody said, what? Got coaches too? What? But listen, they did it. And then people didn't come up the next week like, let's make a chicken sandwich. Because remember, they have a process, a tasting process. They have to try it out, make sure they got the right ingredients. That It happens over time. Yeah. So somebody just went first and it went crazy. And then now everybody else gets it. Jumping on the bandwagon. Where did it look, it happens everywhere. You are so right. That's just like when you think about with McDonald's and they have the celebrity meals. Um, it's like sweetie, and then next thing you know, Burger King is doing it. The plan is already there, they just need to plug in the, the faces. You know what I'm saying? Look, um, here's another thing to think about when it comes to that fast food, right? Mm-hmm. Don't movies do the same thing? Yeah. So at the end of the day, if we are fighting over the crumbs when there's a pie to get, we're destroying Black Wall Street. When we get over that, that's when they will have to come destroy it. And we'll see who the enemy truly is instead of engaging ourselves as each other's enemy. Right. Listen. Always, I always know when I have you on the show, this is going to be a, a, a very fun, very educational show. Um, and I appreciate having you up here. So with that being said, I definitely want you to plug in what you have going on. Um, where can the people find you? And if you have any upcoming events, please make sure you plug that in as well. 
Well, everyone, my name is Karev. I represent Heritage Hip Hop. My digital real estate is heritagehiphop.com. I was nominated for the Best Music Podcast Award by the Black Pot Awards, so thank you very much. They gave me the, my new name, which is the 30 for 30 for independent artists and independent music. And I also celebrate the veterans of music as well. I've interviewed people like DJ Yella of NWA, Yo-Yo, Special Ed, international artists, because I'm not only domestic, like hands on you got you know god bless or the uh, councilwoman of the sierra leone who's an artist natasha beckley great artist wow. um i'm into the uh the podcast game heavy i'm mentored by doggy diamonds uh big seven uh uh mouth mcdaniels is one of my heroes so if you like that type of stuff you know what i'm into i'm into building the community by showing everyone that hip-hop is not music hip-hop is god's influence of art through us and since we are god's heritage his heritage is hip-hop henceforth mm-hmm. the name you mm-hmm. see what i'm saying so you can follow me on every platform that you stream visuals on youtube Audio is Spotify, Apple Music, Anchor FM. Soon, hopefully, it'll be iHeartRadio. I'm trying to look into that more so. Uh, I also celebrate not only music, but entrepreneurs, businesses, other social media on people. Get her on the show. <laughs> um, and I'm, I'm about community. The, yeah. one, the one project that I do every year, besides um, my website, let me go back to that. My website, if you're a member of the website, membership is free. You get exclusive music, podcasts, interviews, playlists, and we have merch. So please, if you want to support, get some yes. merch. Yes. You know what I'm saying? But every year in August, I throw the Heritage Hip Hop Awards. We'll be giving awards for best album, project, new artists, and things like that. So I'm looking to break artists from all over the world i do not have a bias as long as you have something i like and we can have a conversation then the mics are open mm-hmm. i am I, I am mainstream and i'm also independent so whoever you have you go somebody who sing who does poetry or who rap or who's running for office or who has a social media platform <laughs> um invite them over and definitely we can make it happen Wow. Amazing. As always, you guys, make sure you check Karev out. Uh, He's doing amazing things and he's very big in the community. So I am just so happy to have you on once again. And of course, you will definitely be back. So thank you once again for rocking with me tonight. And like I said, dropping the gems for the people. I hope you guys took at least five or six things away from this conversation because he gave you like a million and four. Okay. Um, so if you are listening to this episode, chances are you missed a live, but that's okay. Just go to YouTube and pull up. He said what network and look for Karev. Karev's name will be in the title. So it'll be easy to find. Um, definitely make sure that you guys are subscribing to the network. Very easy. Just click the subscribe button. You can follow us on social media at He Said What Network. If you want to follow me, you definitely can do that. My Instagram is underscore simply Bree underscore. And I will definitely, you know, follow you back. I will communicate with you. I love talking to everyone. Um, Daryl, thank you so much for checking in tonight. Kendra, thank you so much for checking in tonight. Mike as well. Um, my sister, Ebony, thank you guys for checking in. Um, if you are interested in supporting the network monthly, you can definitely sign up on patreon.com backslash he said or forward slash he said what network. And we will definitely get you um, tied in with that. And then, at, of course, at the end, make sure that you guys are liking, commenting and sharing 
this video so that we can bring more people up here so that you can get their perspective. So it's very important that we are doing this. And like I said at the beginning of the show, we are discussing topics and, and issues within the Black community as well as the Latinx community that are being overlooked. So if you are interested in being on the show, you can definitely send your email to info at he said what network.com and uh, we will reach back out to you and give you some more information. So we're going to go ahead and wrap up tonight's show. But once again, thank you guys. Karev, thank you again for coming on, blessing us, and I'll definitely be in touch with you. So you guys, you have a good night and I'll catch you tomorrow. Bye. <laughs>